0: Welcome to Pocket Change, brought to you by the Making Sense Podcast. This series consists of short, sharp episodes, either covering a technical topic or giving you an understanding of a recent event in the news. This is where we make it all make sense. Kick back, relax and enjoy. However, remember this is not financial advice. Please do your own research or get help from a certified financial advisor. As always, thank you for listening and enjoy the episode. What's good, people? How are you? How are you doing? How are you doing? How are you doing? Um, quick one, as these will all be. Actually, where's my manners? I need to stop saying that much. But yeah, thank you for, um, welcome back to Pocket Change. Uh, thank you for tuning in. I've seen everyone that's kind of been liking uh, the episodes on SoundCloud, so thank you for that. I appreciate it. You know, it helps me keep doing them. Uh, we've got an episode announcement for everyone. We have uh, Making Sense is back as well. Uh, Tuesday coming. Uh, myself, John, and Bill. Uh, Bell, uh will be doing an ep- I've done an episode uh, that will be coming out on Tuesday. Where we're just going to give you kind of a Corona update. Um, and also, where Bell is a member of parliament, she'll be able to give us some more insight into how things happened inside parliament during the process and, and kind of her view on it. And we kind of discuss uh, just the impact, the long term and short term impact on the economy altogether. So definitely check that out when that comes out on Tuesday. It is very good. But today, is going to be about national debt. So recently, there was um, a report put out by the Office of National Statistics, so ONS, as you'll hear them called, um, where it basically gives you how much debt the UK owns or owes. So how much debt the UK owes. How this came up, or why I kind of thought it would be worthwhile doing this as an episode, is that one of the big stories at the moment with coronavirus is the amount of fiscal stimulus that governments are having to uh, do and by fiscal stimulus uh, if you look on our social media make sure you follow us on IG and Twitter definitely IG because we put out a lot of technical financial and investing terms we try and put them out in kind of simple english for you to understand so that you can listen to uh, Bloomberg or read an FT and not be scared by the the, the the terms they use the words they use so make sure you follow us on IG that will help you in your financial literacy journey, journey which this is all about anyway so fiscal stimulus is where governments basically it's the help governments give to the citizens and to business as well so in 2008 they helped businesses in this crisis they're helping businesses and people as well because we've not seen things like the furlough scheme not in my lifetime anyway or from memory and you know the various help for uh, self-employed people that's a big thing because generally in this country self-employed people aren't offered that much help so yeah at the moment uh, a lot of Companies, because of social distancing and the fact that the economy, as we've said before, is effectively frozen or been put on pause as much as it's starting to ease up again now, Uh, they're having to help everybody and that costs money. And to continue to help people is going to cost a lot more money than this government's had to spend before. And that's raised the question of what should the government or what should governments uh, focus on saving lives and spending as much money as needed to do that, or also thinking about livelihoods. Because there's the argument, and definitely one that I often, that's kind of my argument, if I'm honest with you, is that lives can still be lost if people's livelihoods are too badly affected. If I, we know in, in Western societies, if you don't have money, you go so far, as David, David O would say. My Nigerian accent isn't good, it's nowhere really as good as my Jamaican, so I won't even try. But anyway, that's kind of the question that's out there, and definitely one I ask myself quite regularly how much will governments spend? And how much damage will they do to the economy to help save lives, knowing that that will eventually cost lives down the road in a different way, and that is definitely something we discuss on the Making Sense episode. So make sure you check that out on Tuesday. Okay. And how this episode came about is one of the followers. I actually can't remember her name. Sorry, I can't remember your name. Um Maybe I add you in the show notes or something. But yeah, she made raised the point that they should focus on both and spend as much money that is needed. And her argument was. Debt's okay as long as it's manageable. And then that kind of led me down to thinking of okay, how much debt is manageable? You know, is the amount of debt that we have now manageable and is the amount of debt we're gonna have to take on to do what's needed going to be manageable? So with that, I've been kind of paying attention to what the ONS put out in terms of our debt figures. And we posted some stuff on Making Sense recently, so hopefully, you know, you've seen it. And if you haven't, as I said before, go follow us on IG. Please, thank you. Anyway, and I just thought these are some quick statistics. And we kind of, so you know what's going on, how much debt the UK is in, and kind of what that could mean for you and your children and your parents in the future. So at the moment, uh, UK borrowing in April 2020, so April just gone, was estimated to be 62 billion. Now that's the highest it's ever been on record. And I think record started in maybe like the 1930s. Uh, I've double checked that. But it's the highest we've ever borrowed in one single month on record. Borrowing last month, so you've got a comparison, was 15 billion. So in April, we borrowed 62. In March, we borrowed 15. And the actual estimate for March was only three. So they only thought they were going to spend three in March. They ended up spending 15. And then very next month, they've spent 62. Now, what you're seeing there is March only had some of the impact of the coronavirus. because It was near the tail end of March where things started to shut down. April is more of a true reflection of how much the government's going to have to do for people now the coronavirus is really hitting us. So there you go. you are kind of seeing how much the UK are having to borrow. Uh, oh, you're definitely seeing where the trend's going, right? And I'll explain why you should care about this or worry about this um, before we close. Because these are things you might be thinking, well, I didn't know this yesterday. Why is it going to impact me tomorrow? But that's what I'm here to do, to show you how and why um, you should know about it and why you should listen to us. Cool. So for for context. As a whole, so last year' the last financial year ending so up to up until march twenty twenty so the last financial year the u k borrowed a total of sixty two billion in the whole of the last financial year, and in the month of the first month of this financial year, they've borrowed the same amount they did all of last year. that just gives you some context to how when they're saying it's unprecedented, it really 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 is it, it seriously seriously is unprecedented um You know, when they say things like wartime, yeah, it's kind of that level in terms of the financial help. So, as I said, in the first month of this year, we've borrowed the same amount we did all of last year. The estimate for us borrowing this year, so the estimate for this year is 300 billion. So, last year we spent 62, they expect us to have to borrow 300 billion this year, right? Now, that is our borrowing, which funds our deficit. So, once again, if you follow us on IG, you'll see something called the fiscal deficit. And all that really is is where the government's income is lower than how much they have to spend. So their income is generally taxes. There might be others. I'm not entirely sure, but it's generally taxes. And the thing they spend on is like public services, NHS, police, roads, even though some people, including my daughter, think they don't spend enough money on the roads, which she has a point. Um, And when the amount they have to spend is higher than the amount they're getting in, they have to borrow the rest, like the rest of us. And that's quite interesting to see. For government businesses and individuals, a lot of the things are generally the same, you know, you have to be liquid, you know, you have outgoings and incomings. And if the outgoings are higher than the incomings, you have to borrow, which is what a lot of normal people have to do. So if you're in debt and you're struggling, don't beat yourself too much. Don't beat yourself up too much because the entire country is in debt massively. Anyway, so fiscal deficit is funded by borrowing. And so that's what that's how those two link. OK, so the more it's a sign that we're having to spend more than we're earning and we're having to take out debt. Now, generally how this is looked at is another thing to take note. So that's how much we borrowed in individual years. Obviously, that racks up, you know, so if you're borrowing a certain amount every year, and that's something to bear in mind. The UK government is generally having to borrow every year. It's very rare for countries, including the US. I think the US is the most indebted country in the world, I believe. And it's quite interesting when you look into this stuff that some people believe that it's okay to remain in debt and that this debt is often never repaid. And the, the terms in terms of the interest rate, the rate they have to pay back is extremely low and it's often flexible how they can restructure them if they come into issues. So some people believe it's perfectly fine for countries to remain in debt. How much that should be, don't know. And the main risk with being in too much debt is like with individual people you can go insolvent, you know, so you can be default, you will go into default, you'll get, you know, adverse mark on your credit file. Same thing happens for countries. And if that happens to you, it then becomes harder for you to borrow, more, more expensive for you to borrow. So that's why it's kind of important to manage your debt. So, and as I say, it's the same thing for individuals, for businesses and for entire nations. If you don't manage debt well, it will cost you more to get debt. And that's essentially what's happening here. So what I was trying to get to is, in total, let me open my phone. The total UK national debt so, is one thousand eight hundred and eighty-eight, rounding up, billion. So I think that's like one point eight trillion. It's a lot of money, right? Or ninety-eight percent of our GDP. So of all our income as a nation, we have borrowed, we owe ninety-eight percent of what we make every year. That's a crazy situation to be in. But as I say many developed big nations are in that much debt some are in more debt than they have income um and that just seems to be okay until it isn't right and that's what we're going to find out i reckon anyway so what else was i gonna what else was on shit, that was quite interesting so i went through the report on the ons website and if you get a chance i'd say definitely go to the ons website um you can look at the detail but they also have some good high level stuff um so you can just generally know about GDP. You know, just general, general, generally how the economy is doing. Um, they've done a good job on here, i say, of making the information pretty easy to digest. Um, which is good. Which is good to see. You know, We love to see it as as we say nowadays. But yeah, the UK, and not just the UK, many developed nations in Europe and definitely America are in a hell of a lot of debt. And now we get to the most important point for you. Why should you care about all this? So you've got the facts and figures. You know how much you've We borrowed every year. You know how much we owe in total. You know how much that is as a percentage of how much we make as a nation. Now you want to know why that matters to you, which is so important. Essentially, it's a number of things. As you say, if the UK was to go into default, which is highly unlikely, um, but nations do go into default. Uh, Venezuela, I believe, was the most recent that people seem to speak about. And from what I've seen, I've not really researched this super deeply. So, you know, if you're an econ grad or something like that, feel free to write in and tell me, you know, put me right, and anyone can do that, actually, anyone. Um, Obviously, I'll fact-check what you tell me. But essentially, what happens is, it just becomes more expensive for you to borrow. You know, same way within an individual. If you've got, you know, a history of paying back debt late, or badly, or managing debt badly, the interest rate for you is going to be a lot higher. Same for the nations. So anyway. So the risk of default in this country isn't that high, I'd say. However, the thing we'd have to worry about is how, government, how it will impact government spending or certain government decisions. And the main thing that's being spoken about is if we end up too much in debt as a nation, we'll have to see the return of something called austerity, which you should have heard of if you've been listening to us. And if you haven't, I'll give you a quick rundown of what it is. Essentially, what it is is the government deciding not to spend on public services. So they'll reduce how much they spend on schools. They'll reduce how much they spend in the NHS, which is what we've seen. And this some people will argue, and I'd probably lean towards that argument, that that's the reason why we're so unprepared for what's happening now. But and as I say, I'm, I'm not trying to make too much of a judgment there. But that's what austerity is: it's reducing the amount you're spending so that you can catch up and you can make a surplus. And looking at it just from a black and white point of view, it kind of makes objective sense, right? You're you're spending more than you're than you've got coming in. You need to reduce your spending, and that's what we tell individuals, right? That's what we tell people. You know, if you can't increase your earnings, you're going to have to decrease your spending, and that's what austerity generally is. The argument against it is the damage it does to society. So underfunded schools don't produce productive uh, kids that don't, you know, maybe they don't stay in school. Uh, if there's not a good uh, level of social services, kids that are in vulnerable situations don't get the help they need. Um, lack of funding for the police, probably has less people wanting to be policemen, which makes it harder to fight crime. So these these things will directly affect you on an everyday basis. You're, you know, there's a reason why A&E was taking like three or four hours. There's no funding to make it more efficient or to get more A&E spaces because the demand is obviously grown as the amount of people in this country has grown. So that's the main worry. Will we see austerity? Will we see the return to potentially higher taxes, you know, to try and get more income and lower spending, which means lower help for us, so that's less... You know, less aid if you want, If you're out of work, a lot of the furlough schemes and whatnot that we're seeing now—suppose people become dependent on those, and they're just removed. And you've been on furlough for a year, two years. Your 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 job has now gone, or there's less need for it, or whatever. You're harder. It's hard, going to be harder for you to find employment. So, I would definitely think anyone who's on furlough right now, um, unless you've been given a very good uh, understanding that you'll be going back to work soon and your job will be needed long term, I would be looking into this kind of stuff, and yeah, just knowing how things are going, and how long you may be getting the help you're getting, and if you're not going to get that help, how she you're going to get money, that's essentially it, and that's all it really is today, so the UK is in a hell of a lot of debt, but so is everybody, countries generally don't seem to pay off their debt, but we do, crazy right, um, and yeah, I think we definitely will see, this is just my opinion here, but this is the kind of things that will are potentially on the horizon we could see higher taxes and new taxes so you could see things like the wealth tax now being introduced uh, because you can only increase taxes so much until you start thinking about how can we tax people who we aren't now um, I think you could see pay freezes for certain public sector workers I think it'd be hard to freeze the pay of NHS workers right now but you know I'm sure it could be uh, argued some way or just done I think maybe infrastructure projects, you know, so like high speed two, so the railway link between London and the UK, which is meant to allow us to get up and down the country more easily, to be able to do business, be able to commute easier and to, you know, spread the financial well-being in this country. That could be slowed down. Crossrail, that could be slowed down. Uh, certain regenerations in certain areas. So if you bought a, bought in an area thinking, okay, yeah, there's going to be some regeneration here and... My property value is going to increase. That might not happen. For now, it might not happen at all. Who knows? Um, But I definitely think it's important to understand how much uh, the UK is in debt by because that will directly influence the decisions they take, which will impact your life. And that's essentially all this episode really is telling you about. Watch your debt, but definitely watch the national debt too because, boy, it could get sticky for us all. Once again, always thank you for taking time out. Uh, Everyone that's liked it, um you know people that engage on socials i appreciate you we really appreciate you please keep doing it share let everybody know what we're doing um you know we want to do more stuff as as things become more normal um you know there's a number of things we want to do uh, but yeah man definitely watch out uh, making things back watch out for us on tuesday you know i think i've plugged that enough in this short episode but yeah it was a good conversation i've enjoyed editing it yes i plugged the crap down i'm though. But yeah, enjoy uh, and have a good lockdown ball It's kind of easy now. So stay alert. Yeah, stay alert out there, folks. Peace.